All right, we're back. We're on to the live podcast recording. Any podcast fans out there? There's something pretty magical about the world we live in where anybody can pick up a microphone, just start recording and start sharing their stories, flapping their big yappers, telling whatever they want to tell. And then we're listening. We're in a season and a space, I believe, where we're wanting to gather more information and hear what other people have to say. And if you haven't figured it out yet, I am one of those people who just loves to flap my big yapper. So I started a podcast a while ago, really with the intention of just sharing ideas and thoughts that I had on my mind and started interviewing people that I think are amazing and have really valuable things to share. So you're going to get to know our guest, Heather Caldwell, here in a moment when I do the official intro as we start uh, recording this soon-to-be-released on all of your streaming platforms episode of the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And so let's do this. Let's make it nice and loud with some clapping to feel it. Yeah. And then we're going to sink into this recording space. Let's do it. It's the I Hardly Know Her podcast, where we activate the improv power of yes and into our conversations to spark curiosity and expand our perspectives in life. Listen in as we chat with industry leaders who share their stories and skills to help inform and inspire so we can all be better individuals contributing to a better world. And remember, you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. All right, we are back for another episode of the I Hardly Know Her podcast. Today's guest is Heather Caldwell, and she is on a mission to create positive and impactful change while helping others to do the same. With a diverse background in politics, policy advocacy, and strategic communication, and she's here to help us understand how to successfully utilize these types of strategies and communication expertise to win at life to win at being better communicators, to know how to actually step up and and really fulfill our civic duty, I think. Heather has been doing her marketing and communications company where she's also had historic campaigns that you've helped win in the politics uh, space, and she helps amplify advocacy efforts, bridging the gap between politics, policy, and the public. As the owner of her company, she collaborates with businesses, nonprofits, and community leaders, empowering them to drive change through strategic messaging, compelling content, and a unified branding process. So you're going to want to connect with her. Welcome to the show, Heather Caldwell. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to just start with a story that you and I connected with a while back of how you even got into this. So take us back to young Heather and how you even got on the path of really wanting to be an effective community member. Yeah. So I first got involved. uh, I was in high school. I was figuring out and deciding what I wanted to do in the world, and I really didn't know what that was. But ultimately, I just knew that I wanted to create a positive impact in whatever I did and wherever I went. And I didn't know what that looked like. But I had taken my first government class and fell in love with the idea of what government was supposed to be and fell in love with early political thought and early political philosophy of the Founding Fathers coming together creating a democratic process where people's voices were valued and they could come into a space where they could deliberate social problems and collectively come up with solutions to solve them and and just you know make 
make society what we want it to be and promote the commonwealth of us as, as citizens. And I thought that, that was beautiful and was also very confused while looking at politics and seeing how things were stunted and stopped and that the people that were making decisions on our behalf were not listening and really not advocating for us. And it felt like a lot of the problems that we all were suffering from weren't being addressed and a lot of the things that were not necessarily top tier problems in my community and in the, the things that people valued around me kept on being skipped over to address hot topics that felt inflammatory and, and not what we really needed to address as to promote the commonwealth of our community. Yeah. So. Tell me a little about like your childhood, because I remember you were telling me the environment you grew up in was not necessarily one that allowed thriving. There was almost like an absence of un of activity and involvement in the community. So take us like all the way back. What yeah? What really sparked that even from that young age and of those influences? Yeah. So I was raised in a very apolitical family. We didn't talk about politics. I didn't know even what the political parties represented. I would hear people talk about you know Democratic and Republican values, and I just didn't even make a connect because we didn't watch you know the news or debates or things like that. And so. I just didn't have that framework. And so I felt like that was just an absence of, of knowing how things worked in reality. And so after I took my government class, I felt like I needed to learn more and needed to understand what wasn't working and, and how these different ideologies came into play. And so I started studying political science and to try and find answers and bridge the gaps in my I don't know, bridge the gaps of how I understood politics actually play out in reality, so. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of times we all grow up in different environments and that's like what we know, right? right. Whatever, whether there is a political party or in this case, an absence of one and not that we're looking to like go, go all the way there of like what's right and wrong and wrong, mm -hmm. let's all get down each other's throats. And yet those are things that really shape our understanding, I think of how we can even be involved. Like sometimes mm -hmm. the problems seem so big mm -hmm. and so out of reach that I, I know for me, I didn't even realize I could do anything on a community level. I mm -hmm. see things on like a national level or a global and sometimes it feels so overwhelming. So I'd love for you to like help us, how do we peel it back to something that feels attainable, something approachable for us as an individual to feel like we can be impactful? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, coming back to what I was just talking about of, you know, having this ignorance or believing that I was ignorant in the process, it, I felt like it was inhibiting me to enter into it and to try and work with, you know, politics and government and um, making it work well. But I felt, looking back, that ignorance was kind of the key to everything I uh, want to do moving forward. And that's, that ignorance cued a desire to try and figure out what what questions people have in trying to enter the uh, space to be active community members. And so I just decided and promised myself that as I learned more about it and as I learned what potential barriers there were in, in between people and engaging, that I would focus on those to help create a smooth pathway for and empower people to feel that they are an important part of the democratic pro process. So. Mm -hmm. 
because ultimately, like what I what I learned in in government was, you know, we it's you know for the people by the people. It really is a whole sense of our our democracy can only function with us engaging and being active participants in the process. So where are those barriers? Where are those sticky spots? Where do people's questions inhibit them from feeling empowered to uh, step into that space and to fulfill that role? Uh, and so I decided to jump in and try and get involved myself. And so I, I was studying political science and sociology and philosophy to try and figure out all the answers. But ultimately, it was just theory and in history, and I got engaged with a local political party and started volunteering and interning with them and really realized that it was just normal people coming out, volunteering, giving their time. I was working around state senators and representatives, and they were just these solid-the-earth people that were really wanting to create impact in their community, and they were receptive and really trying to engage people. And so all of these ideas that were given that politics is in this space you know, way above us and out of reach that these politicians are in this top floor skyrise building, drinking whiskey and smoking cigars, and we have no access to that was really just an illusion and that they were calling people, like thousands of people, to try and ask them what they wanted of them um, so that they could be better representatives of them in the community. So I just kind of followed that and tried to learn from them and tried to be a, a connection point to remove that thought process that it's, that it's out of touch and out of reach and really it's just in your neighborhood and, you know, <laughs> all around us, really. Yeah, for sure. And I do think it's nice to know that there is, is more access to stepping in than we think. We probably, in some cases, have, like, our guard wants to go up, especially if we don't always understand all of the issues or we think that we, maybe we don't like the people. I'm sure that that's the case, that we don't always like the actual person in the different positions. Or do we always love every single person that's voted? No, <laughs> right? So how do we make sure that we are staying curious and, and wanting to be a positive part of making progress, especially when there is a challenge. Maybe there isn't a, a person in that leadership position that we like or respect, and maybe we don't know them. Mm -hmm. well, a, I'm gonna, I want you to answer that, but I have a weird thing that it's going to get real weird for a second, because sometimes I get really agitated about people that I don't understand how they could possibly be doing terrible things that they do, right? Or like a horrible thing that's happening, and I really try to picture that person as a baby, mm -hmm. because at one point, that person that I am loathing was a little tiny baby born fresh into this world full of potential. <laughs> and it neutralizes my bad feelings. All of that to say, like, we need to have tools of being able to p pull back from our gut reaction to want to be mad and put up a defense. And instead, like, how do we do that? How do we, like, look at what the problem is? How do we stay curious? How do we hear an opposing view mm -hmm. and and be curious how did they get to that point of view instead of immediately going well I think this because then we know we're not going to get anywhere in the conflict right yeah. how to like as you were in that learning space and what you've learned so far continuing in that space what can we do to like really slow ourselves down and ask more questions and go well if that's a real thing that exists and a real opinion I need to lean in and learn more mm -hmm. in order to 
make progress on a problem. Yeah. Ooh, there was a lot there. There's a lot yeah. of questions I in like there. I like so. a hybrid seven and a half in question in one. That's kind of my Love jam. It. So I'm just going to kind of come back from the top and then cool. go forward. But one of the things that I hear a lot and is that I'm not political. And I try to kind of unpack that for people because all politics is is the discussion about issues and trying to solve them. And so when people say they're not political, that what they're saying isn't they're addressing the idea of politics versus like with the reality of politics. And so everyone is political because they care about their community, they care about their kids, they care about the education that they receive, the roads that they drive down, they care about the water that they drink, they care about health care, they care about all these issues that are so foundational and impact every part of our lives. And so ultimately everyone is very, very political. They're just jaded by the the narrative around it and the feeling of disempowerment in connecting to it. And so I try to get people to rem come back to the issues that they care about and, and center that and really look at what they think is the most priority issue to them and their families and to uh, nurse that idea into how they can potentially connect and, um, with their community to empower those things. And in that process, they become political um, in, in actual you know, circumstances. So um, I, yeah, do you mind following up to? Uh, yeah, no, that's great. It's like, so if we get that. to that point, I'm saying, okay, well, let's just all accept the fact that we really are political in some way mm -hmm. and bringing it back to whatever an issue is. How can we be really objective then, I guess, this would yeah. be the next step of this is the thing. Mm -hmm. How do we yes and that thing mm -hmm. and go that? Yeah, this thing exists whether I agree with it or whatever, and how do I do something with it and gather more information, maybe looking at the opposing views instead of being like, I'm only gonna get the side that I feel comfortable with, right. instead of challenging what I know by listening to someone with a different viewpoint. Right. So the, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to connect with issues, and really, we don't have to build the, the you know build it all ourselves. There's a lot of organizations that are already in place that are experts in the issues that they care about. They create pathways for people to connect, and so if there's a specific issue that anybody treasures, and they can you know look out towards the community and find those resources to help them bridge the gaps. There's also a lot of really great information out there, and we're living in a in a time period where people are very, very skeptical of information. And so a lot of times people are hesitant to engage in any any source, um, regardless of its legitimacy or its time in the community and, and really becoming nuanced in that. And But ultimately, we have a framework of you know the free press and journalists, and they're held to, to these standards to provide good information. We also have experts in our community that spend their whole lives dedicated to solving these issues. And to be open to that and to look look more towards the community instead of getting caught up into the the political narrative of things and the and the hot takes that really try and thwart the message that really needs to be said away from the experts and away from the more impartial sources of information that are definitely out there which can be overwhelming 
Yeah. Okay, so I don't think I mentioned at the top of the episode, but we're recording live at Captivate Leadership Summit. So we're hearing different opinions throughout the day and even with the panelists that a lot of the responsibility of good leadership starts with us. It is our responsibility to dig deep, to look in the mirror, to do whatever thing we need to do to see where we're at, maybe touch base with ourselves and figure out how to step into conversations in a more productive way. And it can be hard. When so, if someone is jaded on an issue or if they think it's hopeless, how can we inspire people to be excited to, to reconsider, like to not just shut down and to not just feel like it's hopeless? We can't, there's nothing I can do anyway. And then we just stay in then sometimes a really down cycle of feeling like we're just part of this big machine we have no control over. So how, how can we really take some ownership personally to decide we want to rise to the challenge? Yeah, I, so I think, uh, and we talk about this a lot in, in this leadership conference, but we're all leaders, whether we choose to be or whether we identify to be leaders. And it's important to take that role to heart and to understand that all of our words, actions, opinions, general energy towards things really catches fire to everybody around us. And so whether it's our children or our our friends, being empowered to understand that you're a leader and that everything you do impacts everyone else is really important, especially in the political context, because information ideas, again, spread like wildfire and influence everything else. And so taking that role and taking the idea that all of our opinions about all these issues are important and reminding everyone that they can that they have this platform through their local government or state government that they can push those issues forward that they can talk to their representatives that they can talk to their neighbors that they can vote and that they really have a say and it really 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 matters we just had a city council race not too long ago and we also just redrew districts and so there's a new district where i'm living that was between two different candidates with completely radically different ideas of how to lead the city and the it came down to 15 votes that determined the election and they're going to do a recount but ultimately you could you know gather a group of friends and switch the leadership of Boise for several years um, that will heavily impact our our roads our schools all kinds of issues so ultimately just talking to our neighbors, encouraging them to vote, looking at the issues right before, even if you don't have a lot of time, but just knowing that one person's vote could could have been, you know, almost 10% difference in that decision is is pretty radical. So I think it's important for people to realize how one one person can make a difference. We've had some different conversations in the past, and I want to hear about the praying mantis story. Because you also shared, I think, on another instance where there was a a voting difference of six was what swayed the difference. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter if we go that day, and it does, and especially at our local level and so it's like pick your flavor we need everybody we're all passionate about different things right so if everyone is picking whatever they're super fired up about and going and trying to do the best they possibly can to serve with as much kindness and integrity as we can muster 
then we need people covering all the bases. So I would love to hear a little bit about like that specific issue because we could go, which issue? There's about 11 million things that are plaguing humanity right now. Let's narrow it right down to feel like this is something that's uh, achievable. And I know this came up in a conversation that we had before about housing, like the, the, the rules and, and regulations around what people can charge for renters or whatever. I can't remember exactly how I got on that conversation, but tell us the story of the praying mantis. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of going back because, so one of the experiences that I had was I was a attache in, in the legislature and I realized that legislators really, really, really care about what their constituents think and, and will, you know, make large decisions based off of that. And so I was working in the legislature this last session Housing is a huge issue in Idaho right now, especially Boise. There's a lot of predatory practices, and people are, are dealing with a lot of problems with this. And so there was a great policy that was put forward that would basically make the, the fees and fines associated from landlords to tenants be reasonable in, in statute. So it would protect people from predatory landlords and, and companies. And so it was a great piece of policy, but policy has to pass out of committee in order to reach the House floor, and so there's public testimony that's available that people can come and share their personal stories. There was a great story from someone who had lived in a, in a rental, and their child had gone out and found a praying mantis and put it in a little enclosure and took it, took it inside and was taking care of it, and the landlord found out about it and issued them a $300 pet fee to them. And so so, and they were really upset, and they brought this as testimony to the legislature, just illustrating exactly how predatory fees can be. And it was the conversation in the committee was really showing that it was this bill was going to fail. And after that testimony, someone said, "I'm pro, pro praying mantis, so let's <laughs> pass this policy." And the whole board completely changed their tune and passed the policy, and it was eventually implemented, protecting uh, tenants all over Idaho for future generations to come, hopefully. So, Yeah, oh, speaking of future generations, I'm like, I, I want to know what excites you about how things are in the world today. Like, are there shifts that we're seeing from one generation to the next in actively using our voices and going in into the places to say say our piece and like be mm -hmm. part of the process. Are there some things that you've been able to witness in how engaged people really are? And is there is there differences generationally? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think things change drastically through time. And again, like we're in a very interesting time where there's a lot of skepticism, a lot of clouding of how the process works, but we're also in an incredibly empowered time. We live in time where we can connect with our community really easily through social media and through other digital means. And so we really have platforms in our communities to talk about issues, to find out about information and connect people to information very fluidly and easily. And so in that way, I think we're in a, one of the most empowered times potentially uh, to civically engage and become really powerful uh, community advocates. So I think just really harnessing that, tapping into the information that's available, helping share really good information and reminding people how accessible their government really is and how 
receptive, their representatives on every level of government is is really potent. And so uh, I encourage people to not only take that role and take that opportunity seriously, but also encourage others to and to switch the narrative from political politics and government is out of reach and really look at how it is accessible and empower that narrative. Do you think about this kind of stuff all the time? Like all day, every day? All day, every day. Okay. But really because it is connected to absolutely (laughs) everything and it's, yeah, it's just powerful. I think it's actually really cool. I mean, a little overwhelming probably at times. Like all the things that function in the world around us from like transportation things to all, I mean, every single thing that we need to be in some sort of way for us to exist as human beings is being affected by some kind of at least a part of these processes, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's the, it's, it's funny and scary <laughs> to think about that. Wait, do you ever feel overwhelmed by it or are you more like excited about it? Like look at all of these things that we have this treasure trove of things that we can continue to work and dive into. Like what, what about it is so magnetic to you? For me, I've just always been very curious about it because it's just a whole pool of different agencies, different boards. Um, It's this whole network that's impossible to understand really fully, but that's what drives my curiosity towards it because really, you know, we have all these issues or things that might be potential you know, issues that might impact us, but we also have all of these different frameworks built to help address them. And so to understand them and to figure out that there are, you know, agencies and boards in our communities that address issues that we can connect to and that we can be a part of potentially is just really empowering and exciting to me and helping people really see through their the gaps in their knowledge to find those resources and to connect with them and to empower themselves is just the most exciting thing to me. So I think it's really cool. I know a lot of people, oh, I mean, I, I have the causes I care about, all the people that I work with or the types of people I t- tend to affiliate myself with in general are people who are passionate about something. Oftentimes it's because of an experience they went through personally or somebody they know and love was affected in a certain way. And there's so many really cool groups and organizations that are kind of working in tandem to hopefully make change for the better. Mm -hmm. For those people that are in the live audience, we have a workbook that I'll probably drop it in the show notes for people to get like a download of the PDF Mm -hmm. of like each of the speakers today is sharing a nonprofit they're partnered with. And I think there's a lot of opportunity that might be missed if we're not looking at like, what can I do? Where can I find someone that's already putting in the work and be part of the strength behind the thing that's already happening? Instead of, as you said, like earlier, we so commonly recreate wheels. I know when some challenges happen, lots of new nonprofits pop up and I love it. I love the idea of it. And also there's so many things already happening that we can just rally our energy and find those people that are already in the thick of it Mm -hmm. to learn from and to give those extra helping hands and resources. And so like, I guess on this home stretch here of really trying to make, make it so people feel like they can do something today Mm -hmm. is really kind of some self-reflection. You talked about it earlier too. We're all leaders in our own way, in our own world, maybe not always a positive thing, but we can be in charge of that. 
and narrowing it down. So uh, talk to us about like something that could be really tangible today of thinking, how do we take our personal passion, our personal story and, and connect with those resources to be an enhancement of what already exists? Absolutely. So I, I think one of the biggest barriers is people look at politics as being really a federal issue, and they look towards the, the president and Congress as being the scope of understanding of politics. But I think all the power and all the tangible aspects of creating, creating change in a way that impacts us and our community is really closer to home. And so becoming more engaged in state politics and local politics is really powerful and really important. And it's something that we can kind of shift our focus to today in order to feel empowered and connecting and making change. And so I think just there's I'm trying to think of really tangible things. If you're connected on Facebook, there's this really great portion of Facebook that's called Town Hall, and you can open that up, and it will automatically connect you from where you're living to your... city council members, your state representatives and your senators, so you know who they are. And so just knowing who represents you is really pivotal because once you know who who they are, you can figure out how to contact them, you can follow them, you can hear what they're saying about your community and see if your ideology matches up with that. And then once you do that, you can kind of understand whether they're representing you or not. And if there's an issue that comes up and you're on alignment, you can know that you can use your voice, which is heavily considered by them, whether you know it or not, and connect with them later in the future. Or when it comes down to voting time, really decide if you want to try and empower other people to represent you instead. And so if you want to get engaged and help make make those changes, then come election time, you can volunteer and decide how you want politics to go moving forward. I love it. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you are saying that our individual voices do matter. They matter so, so much. And I can, I don't know if you want to talk to, about the campaign that I... Sure. Okay. Yeah. So yes. w- one of the things that I used to do was I used to manage political campaigns and I was working in a swing district right here in Boise and I was working with a team of people to try and get people to come out to vote and we had worked you know, 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, bringing information to voters and, and registering them. Like and then, actually door knocking. Door I mean, knocking. this is the boots on the ground yeah. type of stuff that people are doing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, tens of thousands of doors going and walking up to people, really asking them, you know, if they know who represents them and giving them information on, on the candidates, et cetera. So a lot of work went into it. And then it came down to election di- night and it was getting really, really, really close. And coming down to the final hour, we ended up losing the campaign by six votes, and uh, which was an incredible experience. It was very humbling uh, to realize how just how close things can shift. But on that note, I just want to remind people how important it is to engage, how um, important their vote is, and that their voice really matters, and that their community leaders are really looking to them to help them guide their decisions in um, in being advocates for their communities. I think it is really important that we're all hearing that because I definitely have felt like, who who am I to do anything? Like, what can I possibly do other than have a podcast where I say whatever I want? And yet it doesn't necessarily 
go right up to the changing, you know, where the policies are being changed and stuff, and really understanding that it could. It, it's really a fascinating thing. We have to be willing to take the initiative. Uh, if we have kids or we care about the next generation, there's so many things, too, that I've been learning about, just getting involved with what decisions are happening that affect the school and realizing that it does matter. Like, we can either throw in the towel and complain and feel like we're not getting anything done and have sort of that woe is me energy or we really can step up and it's been really fun for me to get to know you better and hear how it really does come down to like these these one-off cases like what if the praying mantis lady didn't show up that day yeah what 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 a tragedy it would have been and i hope everyone feels like excited about knowing that we can make a difference and if it's too overwhelming in some areas find a different area Find somewhere to volunteer. Find someone to rally with. And I, I know for me personally, if I feel like I'm down in the dumps about something, the quickest way I can find a way to serve someone else and learn from someone else, that focus comes out of my, gets me out of my own little dark hole of dismay and all the things that happen inside my wacky brain. Any final words? Is there anything that you've been like burning at your core that you want to share with them to just dangle that carrot for people to get involved? I mean, I just want to, you know, come back to our government and our um, politics is, is really for the people and by the people. And if it's overwhelming, just figure out what's important to you and try to advocate for that, those important things. And whether it's through conversations, whether it's through researching more on, on the issue and, and figuring out how to bring it up to the people that represent you, or simply just showing up at the polls, it all makes a world of difference in order for our, our government to function, and it's really up to us to make it work, and so I hope everyone does. Awesome. Thank you. It, it's always selfish of me when I pick my guests because it's usually something I want to learn more about and feel empowered by, so I've been really looking forward to having you on, Heather, and I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your insights, and let's all get out there and use our voices on whatever matters most to us and start making a difference and just might feel little bits at a time and sometimes it could just be like a really big difference that that we do have a little bit more say in what goes on in this world that we're living in so thank you again for joining me and thank you listeners and those of you out there in listener land this is fun thanks for uh, being out there hit that subscribe button i gotta say all those things at the end of my podcast right <laughs> hit that subscribe and get all the latest and greatest if you're looking for more tips and tricks we have a new episode of the i hardly know her podcast every thursday where i bring on all sorts of cool guests that are sharing things they are super passionate about and it is a constant invitation to me to continue to learn something new and feel excited about what i'm capable of and less dis disgusted at my self-loathing of things i feel like i'm not doing good enough and I think we can all find joy in doing something a little bit better when we have new information so thank you for sharing your insights and that's another episode thanks for tuning in everyone to the I Hardly Know Her podcast thank you so much <laughs> <laughs>